with a Texas twang. Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where we, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our hearts together and our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Today we have a wonderful show. I'm so excited about it. Our topic is the collision of life, art, and chronic pain. But before we introduce our very special guest, Frankie Picasso, I want to introduce my co-host. My co-host is Ellen Craffy Trant. She's the mother of five one due to arrive any day. She is my daughter. Ellie has a background in media business and science. A serial entrepreneur, she entered her 30s as the president of a small company. She and her husband now own the Home Instead franchise for our region. Since Home Instead is our sponsor for this episode, everything on today's show is coming together to bring you the very best in elder care. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home health care, excuse me, senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. So thank you for joining me today, Ellie, and why don't you introduce our very special guest? Thanks, Mom. I'm so happy to be here. Our guest today is Frankie Picasso, social impact entrepreneur, founder, CEO, radio host at The Good Radio Network, author of Midlife Mojo and No Bull Allowed, studied photojournalism at Webster College in the St. Louis area, and lives in Ontario, Canada. She's an artist, author, radio host, a lover of all animals, an activist, and a painter. She's high energy and high social impact. Her shows include Frankie Sense, Mission Unstoppable, and Dynamic Women. Clearly, Unstoppable really describes her positive energy. Frankie, thank you for being with us on today's show. We're so excited to have you. Well, thank you, ladies. I'm very excited to be here, too. Does everybody ask you if you're re- related to Pablo? Everybody asks that. All right. And I, so I, I got to clear one thing up. Dynamic Women is not my show. I'm just a frequent guest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just for the record, that's how we met. So I owe them a big favor. I am so happy to have you in my life, Frankie. And ditto. Ditto, Kathy. So you're not related to Pablo because you are an artist. I am an artist. And you know what? He looks so much like my dad. Maybe we are related. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would claim him. I know I've asked you that before and I could not remember the answer. So I was glad to catch up with you. Maybe it's a family secret that nobody will ever know the answer to. Right. Well, I, I know there's bound to be art in this episode because we know you are such an amazing artist. I, I personally love your work. I love the Paul, Paul Casso painting, pet paintings that you do. And Frankie, you're just so good. You're gifted at sh- spreading good news and joy. And you do it all, all the while 
overlooking your chronic pain. Like if other people have been listening to you on other programs, they won't even know that part of your life. So I was just hoping that you would begin by telling us your story and how you came to this place in your life that that I admire and respect so much. The, the place of pain? <laughs> well, or just okay. being joyful in spite of pain. Uh, okay. Well, you know, I do have the moniker, the unstoppable Frankie Picasso. And that came about in 2003. Uh, 2003, I was going through my midlife crisis and I bought myself a motorcycle and I took I took all the courses and I had the most fun and she was like just beautiful. Her name was Mercury. And I went out on a, on a ride one night and I was I belonged to three motorcycle clubs and I, and I was leading the ride one night. We're out in the country and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and just riding along on a highway, country highway, smelling, you know, the, the clover and the manure and all the, the just beautiful farm smells and everything, just gorgeous. And just out of nowhere, I just saw a blur of red and boom, I was T-boned. Oh, and wow. the next thing I know, I'm on the side of the road, uh, you know, with the gravel and the dust is swirling around me and I'm, you know, obviously you're in shock at that point. Mm-hmm. And I did, I wasn't sure you know, the first words out of my mouth were like, how's my bike? And oh. <laughs> she was oh. like twisted metal. And, uh, you know, I, we were waiting for an ambulance, waiting. The fire truck came, the police came, but the ambulance took a really long time to come. And mm-hmm. little did I know that I had an open fracture of my femur on my left leg. So I was bleeding out. And I was oh. really, really lucky to be alive. I actually broke both femurs, hip and pelvis. And wow. um, they took me to one hospital to stabilize me. And then they took me to a second hospital to do start the surgeries. They couldn't do them all at once. Um, yeah. And that was, you know, I ended up being in the hospital for six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. In the hospital, you know, we call the hospital a third world country. Yes, it is. It was, um, especially at that time, because we were going through the SARS and, and there was a blackout, and it was really, really, really mm. hot. And so there was no air conditioning, electricity. Um, I was on an air bed. They put me on an air mattress to try to keep me cooler and to keep just my body more comfortable because it just hurt so much. And, of course, we lost electricity. And, boom, I'm laying on metal and, wow. like, dying. And I'm like, can somebody put the generator on? Can you do something here? And nobody knew how to fix the bed. And I, oh I, look at, I look at the end of the bed and I go, there's a tag on the end of the bed. There's a company that you can call. Why don't you call the company representative? <laughs> well, the company representative was upstairs on the next level and he came right oh. down and fixed the bed. So oh. thank goodness for that. You, so know, that, you know, I think, I think when people spend time in the hospital, like we have spent quite a bit of time there, they don't realize it is a cultural experience. So oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that to be rude, but just if you go into it, take your passport Make sure you know what you're doing. Uh, You're so smart to even think to read the instructions on the bed. That was brilliant. Well, I don't know. Necessity is the mother of invention, as you know. Um, But there was a huge difference between the critical care hospital and then I was sent to uh, rehab. Now, that was like night and day because I left a, a place that, you know, the nurses were rude. They were harried. Like if you didn't have family to get you a drink or help you or do like things weren't getting done for you really. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet when I got to rehab and I said, I have to go to the bathroom and they go, don't you worry. We're going to get you out, take you to the bathroom. Now, obviously my legs were both broken and everything, but it took 10 nurses, but they brought 10 people in to put me on 
a wheelchair that laid down so I could go into a wash, a proper washroom. And it was like, oh my God, like they really want you to do things. Like they were so happy to get me up and, and oh. moving. And it was the first time um, I actually ate because I hadn't been eating in the other hospital at all. And the, I think my first food there was a spinach salad and it tasted mm. amazing. I'm like, oh my God, like this is the best thing in the whole world. Something fresh, you know, something green. It was, it was incredible. And you really, I was really, really grateful for that. And for the people, the nursing staff there, and I actually asked the CEO of the hospital if I could give a speech to them. Um, oh. And I did. And I reminded them why they were there and, and how I much good that. that they did. And they, they were crying. A lot of staff were crying. They came up after oh. this. Thank you so much. You really reminded us, that, you know, why I chose this profession. And um, it really makes a difference knowing that we helped you. And it did. It made such a, a difference in my mind. Being, them being positive made me positive because mm -hmm. I was there for the long haul. Wow. I, I can't even imagine. I, I can't imagine what it was like the day you finally got to go home to your own house. Well, you know, I went through a lot of loss in the hospital because I, I actually divorced my husband. Um, I lost my job. I was wow. a drummer in a band, and the band had come, obviously, while I was there and picked up all their gear. And I was on the Canadian National Dragon Boat team. We were just about to go to Shanghai, and um, we we're eight days from leaving. So I didn't get to do that. So it just felt like a lot of loss. Um, so when I went home, two days after I got home, my dog died. Oh, <laughs> I'm laughing no. because it was just like a bad country song. And and then about a week after that, the rod, one of the rods that they'd put in my right femur broke. Oh wow. my gosh! So, so on top of all of this, is this sort of how chronic pain began for you? Yes. Okay. okay. Yes, and it never went. Like so four years later, you still have pain. Yes, a lot. So I was just actually um, at a at a doctor last week, and so we're going to look at getting a bone scan and seeing if the hardware has moved. Um, because it doesn't show in an x-ray. And I tried to have an MRI, but I've got so much metal, it just flashed off. So wow. that's that's where we're at now, and we'll see what we can do with it. But you're right, like nobody does know unless I tell them. Um, I used to teach coaching, I'm a coach as well, and I taught mm -hmm. coaching at the International Coach Academy. And one day I mentioned it, and they said, what? You don't sound like you're in pain. I'm like, yeah, I know. Because who wants to hear that? Nobody. I I think you're so heroic. I really do. The more I hear of your story, I mean, I couldn't wait for today's oh, episode because I knew so you were going to be telling us your story. And you were on which national team? You were the Canadian National Dragon Boat. I don't know what a dragon boat is. Well, a dragon boat is it's like a big, long canoe, and it's got um, 10 paddlers on each side and a drummer. Mm -hmm. And we do races here every weekend. There's races. And all over the world, there's races. And so, it's a lot of fun. So are you still able to do that? I mean, I obviously I you were an athlete. Can. I think I can maybe do it. I haven't done it. Um, it would be hard to get in and sit down. But once I'm sitting, I could probably do it. It'd be hard to stand up again. Wow. I'm yeah. so impressed by you that you would even be willing to consider that. Oh, I got on a motorcycle already a couple times. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. I had to. I had to. Um, well, you know, unstoppable, I, I mean. As a former equestrian, you know, you always get back on the horse. And I didn't want to stop riding out of fear. I wanted to stop because it hurt or, you know, it just wasn't comfortable or whatever the, the reason would be. And it does hurt. So I won't, probably won't be driving. But I had to do it because I didn't want to, be, it, to ever be afraid of it. What do you think you're most, like if you were just going to quickly pick one top thing you learned going from being basically an athlete, active person, 
you know, I think about what Ellen does now, caring for elders, mm-hmm. going from being active to not, not, I mean, I can't even imagine. It's so hard. Getting it's a so speech. hard. Yeah. Were you still in a cast when you gave your speech to the caretakers? Caregivers? Yes. Yeah. Actually, I was never in a cast uh, because it was all hardware and pins. But I think you're going to go to a commercial break here. Oh, my gosh. You are so quick to notice that. I'm infatuated with your story. I'm enthralled. <laughs> so as we go to ba- uh, break, I just want to thank Home Instead again for presenting today's episode. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? <laughs> where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home. Where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Each week, join Coach Frankie Picasso for Mission Unstoppable, where you'll meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Join Frankie Picasso every week for Mission Unstoppable and learn how. Stop. Hi, this is Kathy Craffy with Fireside Talk Radio, and I'm here with B.J. Garrett, the Executive Director of CARE. Christ-centered abortion recovery and education. We are here to help men and women have their lives restored after an abortion experience. If you want to know more about how to recover after abortion, look for our upcoming episodes on Fireside Talk Radio with BJ and Kathy Crafty. Thank you. Thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Raised on shrimp and catfish and mammy's good gumbo. I got that rambling fever. Welcome back to Fireside Talk Radio and our adventure with Frankie Picasso. She's been sharing her personal story with us, and we got so wrapped up in it before the break that we actually lost track of time. But we're excited to hear her story. And um, and after the right now, we're going to sort of hear how her her experience uh, with pain and just a total life change has impacted um, just her art specifically and some really uh, amazing, interesting things she's doing with art. So Frankie, could you, could you share with us a little bit more about how art is, has woven into your life? Well, sure. One of the, one of the things um, I learned was, well, one of the, the things I made sure of when I was in the hospital was that I 
didn't vegetate. I was really afraid of that because I had mm -hmm. a, a really great job at the government and um, I was just afraid like just to be high on drugs all day and, and not do anything. So I asked for a laptop. I asked my lawyers for a laptop and I began going to school for coaching. Mm. And one of the things that I learned about pain, um, I started to write a book on pain, is that when you can take your conscious mind um, and put it somewhere else, then you don't concentrate on the pain and it kind of leaves for a little while. So if you do like a crossword puzzle or puzzles or things that you really have to kind of concentrate on, um, your pain is alleviated or it's you're not conscious of it um, as much as you are, you know, when you're just sitting there. So... Um, I took up painting, um, I think it's maybe seven years now. I've only been painting like seven years. Not very long. It's, ama it's amazing what you're doing. Your pet paintings are just beautiful. Thank you. Well, you know, I really love animals and especially love dogs. And so um, once I started painting dogs, I'm like, oh, I really love it. You know, it's, it's fun and, and you just kind of communicate with them. And, and uh, I enjoy it. And I guess when you enjoy something, you kind of do it well. But I encourage people to, you know, if they are in pain or they're looking to fill up their lives in different ways. Like I have a friend, I just took her to lunch today. Um, she's a senior and she is an amazing woman. She was a nurse and she worked with um, a lot of people who, who you know, die. And um, mm -hmm. a young woman that she was became friends with, she was only 37 years old. She just recently passed from cancer, but she mm -hmm. spent the whole year with her um, and her family just helping her, you know, go through this, this whole thing. And she just died um, she passed away I, about two weeks ago so she's she's really grieving um mm. and i said you know like and 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 she works with you know as a grief counselor and she works in all, all kinds of areas mm. where she's helping people and she goes i really have to get away from i have to do something fun now and and so she took she's going to take up ukulele lessons and and that's really nice because you have to get away you know sometimes from all the grief and even though that's her mission in life she's really good at it um it, this one really hurt this one hurt because she's so young and she left a young family you know oh I, I just can't even imagine how painful that is. And, and I love it that she's got you in her life to encourage her because you understand so much of that process. There is so much grieving that goes when our physical health mm -hmm. is on the decline. I, I really and I got a Texas connection, too, because my good friends, uh, Danny Brooks and, and his wife, Little Miss Debbie from Lano, Texas, they came up and they did a benefit for her. Oh, and I asked them, I and they came that. up. Yeah, so there's a Texas connection. <laughs> well, and just so just so our listeners know, I don't know how many nonprofits you have called attention oh. to with your your radio work, but you're amazing in that way. Do you, do you have any idea how many? I don't know, but I try to have a, a nonprofit on. Yeah, at least I, I try to have a nonprofit on um, every every Frankie sense at least if uh, I can. And um, I love it. And I've just met some amazing people. My mission, I don't know if you have time for this or not, but yeah. when, I, when I started The Good Radio, you know, and, and I took a, a little bit of time off from radio. I'd done radio, took some time off because I was, you know, a little bit bored, a little bit uh, not feeling you know, that I, the passion anymore. So I took some time off and I, I just meditated and, and I got mm. this, this um, voice saying, I want you to go out and I want you to find people. Um, who are changing the world? Because wow. I was hearing, I was hearing, what can I do? I'm only one person, and so yeah. they said, go find that one person who's changing the world. Go find them, and so I started the Good Radio with finding the one person who was changing the world. So I started with I changed the world, and then that that kind of turned into Frankie Sense. Well, I um, love what you're doing, and I'm so impressed by it. And I've met a number of really awesome people just by showing up and 
being a guest on your show. So what a blessing you are. I mean, everywhere I look, it seems your life is just impacting others in positive ways. And I think no one would ever guess that you're in chronic pain. And, and and looking at your art, I love it when you put it on Facebook. I hope our listeners will go to Facebook and look up Frankie Picasso because those Paul, P-A-W, Casso, C-A-S-S-O, those Paul Casso paint, pet paintings are darling. And you put, them, you put the picture of the pet next to the painting and I love that but my favorite are the hor- the horses. Oh yeah, I love the horses. But you can go to Fine Art America too. I'm on fineartamerica.com, oh, yeah. Frankie Picasso, and you can see more of my art there or frankiepaintspets.com is an easy way to get to it. Thank you. Well, that's with the art. I mean, everything I do has social impact built into it. So with the art, um, the idea was to pay for cleft palate surgery through Mercy Ships mm-hmm. for children who needed that and so a surgery cost $250. Um, so if you buy a custom painting of your pet, and then we can give that money to pay for a surgery. I love that. Now, and that the the pet painting sort of came from um, your desire to distract yourself from pain. Essentially, is that um, not just pet paintings, but just started painting as as a means of yeah, distracting myself from pain or finding something else. You know, when you lose everything, and I really felt like I had lost everything that. I identified with as me, um, you you try to rebuild your life with things that you can do. So I couldn't ride and I couldn't, you know, drum at the time because I couldn't sit down on, the, on that throne and I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that. And if you're going to look at all the stuff you can't do, um, it's really depressing. So you have to start saying, okay, what can I do? I can do this and I can do this and I can do this. So I thought I can go out and paint and I can still play music and I can um, have a radio show and I can coach people and I can do all kinds of things. So um, in order for me to stay positive, because that's my natural mm-hmm. outlook anyway, um, I needed to to find things that I did and did well. What so about, what do you, you – go ahead. Uh, we both have so many questions, but I want to hear know, a little – This could be – this is so engaging for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I love it every time I get to talk to Frankie. Thank you. Um, tell me about a little bit about Bongo. <laughs> Bongo. Bongo's a dog that shouldn't be here. Um my my husband hated dogs and he did not want a dog in the house. But every time I was near a dog, he would see me gravitate and, the, and animals gravitate to me. And I did animal communication courses and stuff. So we, Ellen, we just have a special listening? bond. <laughs> yes. Ellen, Ellen loves to, she, she's good at communicating with animals. Yeah. So um, I just, Christmas five years ago, um, he came in and he said, couple days before christmas and he said um i have a gift it's it's a perishable item i have to give it to you early i'm sorry and sit down close your eyes and voila there's a puppy on my lap i'm like what i go who does this belong to (laughs) he goes it's yours no it's not i would have stood in front of a firing squad and said no way will he ever get me a dog but he did and so bongo's a golden retriever and he is really the best dog for for us he um pretty lazy (laughs) <laughs> very oh. easy going he, he writes he writes so well yeah you know he doesn't he doesn't like bark <laughs> a lot he uh he doesn't try to get on furniture like he's like the best dog for a non-dog lover like really what? is he blogging because that's what i thought he might be doing <laughs> he has a blog he hasn't vlogged for a little while he's a pretty lazy boy but okay. But he's he's a lover and everybody loves him and wherever he goes people just think he's so handsome well, yeah. he is a beautiful dog. That's why I didn't he, want to miss He just turned five. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it is his birthday in October. So he's a Libra. There's just something about animals and creativity and art that go together for me. Yeah. 
when I, I saw horses too. Yeah, they're they're very special to paint. And which one did you like, the white one or the brown one? Or I love I love the horses that are running. There's oh. just so much freedom and joy in that painting. Yeah. Love that painting. Thank you. Well, well, I wouldn't mind knowing just, I mean, you, you just had such a journey over 14 years. Do you have, you know, in a nutshell, three pieces of advice for people who are um, loving somebody who's going through chronic pain? Yes. First of all, you know, I, I'm concerned with the caretaker because the caretaker gets lost in, in the caring. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that person and make sure that they're taken care of, too. Um, it's, it's hard to feel somebody else's pain and people get tired of, you know, oh, you're always in pain. Um, so I guess try not to talk about it too much because they, they probably already know that you are. Um, <laughs> and just keep trying to be positive and do things. I think it's important not to give up and not to become a martyr and not to go into the woe is me. Like really train your brain out of that and there are ways to do it. You can uh, do NLP, you could do hypnosis, you can do um, just have a coach, you know, somebody like myself to, to coach you through those. Um, that's very important because, there, you know, no matter what happens to you, whether you're elderly or, you know, you're 20 and you lose a leg, there's still a lot of life for you. People mm-hmm. do all kinds of amazing things. You watch Dancing with the Stars, right? You see them without mm-hmm. legs and arms, and they're still doing dancing, right? So people um, find ways around everything. I mean, it that- is debilitating to be in pain all the time. It is. Like, it's very weary. And I, I often wake up crying. You know, I do. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Um, and that's not fun. But I still know that I have things that I can make an impact you're just an amazing person to me, Frankie, and so full of joy. And, and I really cannot express how much impact you've ha- you're having in a positive way. Oh, thank you, Kathy. Thank you so much for all that you shared today. I, I love your idea that taking care of the caregiver is important and especially coaching. That's a great tip. For those who don't know, it's surprisingly inexpensive to get a coach involved in your life, even if it if you just do it once in a while. Mm-hmm. It's so worth the money. So, and and I even do just, pro bono on Fiverr. Wow. So yeah. That, that's a good thing to know. Yeah. Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R-R. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's just our, been our pleasure and we're so delighted that you could join us today frankie thank you so much and i want our listeners to know you can find out more from our guest and frankie picasso and you can even order one of her famous paint pet pet paintings at original picasso pet painting.com or frankiepaintspets.com easier or frankie pets Paints pets. Oh, it's just like a tongue twister. I can hardly do it. <laughs> FrankiePaintsPets.com. <laughs> Thank you. And it's not just dogs and cats, but she has these amazing horses that I know you'll want to see those. And we want to thank our sponsor for today's show, Home Instead. And to get help for your family needs and to maintain an elder's independence, contact them at HomeInstead.com or look for them on Facebook. If you need more information about our sponsors or would like to suggest a topic for upcoming shows, I hope you will contact me at kathycraffy.com. That's K-R-A, F as in Frank, B as in Victor, E as in Echo.com. Thank you for joining us today on Camp Craffy Fireside Talk Radio, where we ponder all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. Oh, no. 
Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh.